Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-845-8421. Follow us on all social media or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors, for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis and education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. down and get certified. Um, we are on the southeast side. It's kind of on that little um, frontage road. And if you want to know what you can get certified for, get on over to TumbleweedSelfCenter.com and check out check out the whole website. There's all sorts of uh, great stuff on there. But check out certification section. You can book your appointment right there where it says book appointment. Just click it. It takes you to a fancy calendar. You can find out all the days and times <clears throat> that we have. Available 10 years. I got to change that. Wow. 12 years. Woohoo. 
All right. Um, and if you have one of these conditions, you can get a medical cannabis card. PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, um, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, including dementia, all the way, all those in the middle, uh, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. The cool thing about Arizona's program is if you didn't hear your ailment, per se, on the list, but something you're taking is causing something on the list, uh, the treatment that you're going through is causing something on that list, you can get your medical card. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Yep, that's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. You can go to the website, tumbleweedshealthcenter.com, and uh, you can actually uh, fill out a form on one of the pages there. It's just kind of a, hey, I want to get in contact with you. Um, So, yeah, give us a call. Drop on by, 4826. We do offer telemedicine as well. And we have an another awesome store called uh, the Good Leaves. There we go. A really beautiful hemp and CBD shop at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard, right next to Bookman's. It's awesome. So check it out. All right. So let's see here. We you can chat with us as well uh, if you go to uh, Tumbleweed Health Center. Go to the radio section and click on over there to Blog Talk Radio. I think you have to log in in order to chat. But I'm pretty sure you can just uh, listen away. If you want to go on air, if you have something to say, call 646-915-8421. And then press pound one, or uh, sorry, hashtag one for you youngsters out there. And um, we'll know you want to be on air with us. All right. Let's see what's going on in the world of weed today. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. I saw something I wanted to read about. Um, oh, yeah. Here's something. Cannabis oil helps with symptoms manage, symptom management of neurological diseases. Interesting. Someone was asking me about this the other day. Yeah. The use of plant-derived cannabis oil containing balanced ratios of THC and CBD is generally safe and effective for patients suffering from neurological diseases, according to observational trial data published in the Journal of Clinical Medicine. Australian researchers assessed the sustained use of cannabis extracts in 157 patients with treatment-resistant neurological muscular skeletal, autoimmune, or anti-inflammatory disorders. Under Australian law, physicians may only authorize medical cannabis to patients that have been unresponsive to conventional prescription treatments. Investigators reported that patients aged 65 or older and or those suffering from neurological disorders such as Parkinson's disease, peripheral neuropathy, and multiple sclerosis perceived the greatest overall benefits from cannabis therapy. Their findings are, are consistent <clears throat> with those of several other studies reporting health-related quality of life benefits among older patients who consume cannabis. Authors concluded, quote, this retrospective medical record review describes the population characteristics of patients using medical cannabis at a clinic in Sydney, Australia and provides data on the effectiveness and safety of medicinal cannabis treatment on patient conditions and indications. 
its findings indicate that medical cannabis in a balanced formulation may address a variety of non-cancer conditions and indications concurrently and can be safely prescribed by a medical doctor, quote. Subjects were most likely to report cannabis to be effective for improving sleep and for reducing pain, findings that are consistent with other studies not reported. By contrast, patients suffering from spondylosis were least likely to perceive benefits from cannabis therapy. Interesting. And I wonder about um, the side effects of multiple sclerosis and peripheral neuropathy. I wonder what their relief uh, ratios were um, because those are pretty big. Uh, we get, we get quite, a, quite a handful of folks with those conditions that want uh, treatment from those conditions. So, But um, like we had yesterday, we do what's called a consultation. So if you uh, have questions, and you're not sure, um, even if you're certified and you still have questions and you want to sit down privately uh, with one of our doctors, it's just $50. You can sit down and discuss everything happening since you got your card, everything, you know, um, if there are any contraindications with cannabis and whatever you might be taking, um, any surgeries you have or have had or coming up or you know, anything, uh, you can talk to the doctor because I think it's really important that you get some good educated advice. And aside from Dr. Google, uh-oh, well, that wasn't what we wanted to do, Dr. Google. Um, uh-oh, now we get an ad. You could be, no. Anyway, yeah, no Dr. Googles. No. Yeah, no Dr. Googles. All right. Okay, well, there you go. But I think, uh, as I was talking with my doctor yesterday, um, taking it through the liver versus through the mucosal membranes in your mouth, say, be a tincture, uh, or just sucking on a candy instead of just eating it, or, you know, keeping it in your mouth longer. The effects are different. Because it doesn't have to go through your liver. It just goes right into your bloodstream. So if one method isn't working, got me thinking, hmm, maybe try another one. Although I found that Sofa King. Oh, there it is. Sofa King brand brownies. I don't like the whatever fruity pebble pop things that they've got going on, but the brownies. And my taste is still wonky, but... You can sense sugar, and they're nice and moist. Um, and it's not too much sugar, though. That's what I like about them. It, it seems to be just right. But the Sofa King brownies, and, of course, I get the 500-milligram package. <laughs> Excuse me, because 10 milligrams doesn't seem to do much. So I just eat <clears throat> one little brownie. Um, and it seems to help me sleep better. So uh, you can check those out. Um, not at Tumbleweed South Center, but we can get you your medical card so you can get that at the 8.6% sales tax, not 25% um, sales tax. All right, this is not good news, but let's read about it because this is the reality of what's still going on in the world today. Woman becomes first person to be imprisoned for CBD in Hong Kong. Not a place you want to be in prison. Ooh, a woman was attempting to travel into Hong Kong with, okay, see, CBD, ketamine, and syringes, and recently received a two-month prison sentence. All right, two months isn't bad, but she had other things other than CBD. Would it just have been, would she got jail time for just CBD? You know, inquiring minds want to know. Exactly. A 32-year-old woman was recently put in prison for possession of CBD in Hong Kong, according to a report of Agent uh, France Presse, AFP. She's become the first person to receive a criminal conviction for CBD since Hong Kong officially banned it earlier this year. Uh-oh. Now it's illegal to possess, consume, or sell CBD products as cat and its category is the same as substances like heroin, cocaine, and methamphetamine. 
woman carried two CBD products when going through customs on March 29th when she was traveling from the U.S. to Hong Kong. According to the report, she also carried 2.2 grams of ketamine and 10, quote, syringes, quote, although it was not specified if they were empty or contained a specific substance. On July 7th, the woman was sentenced to two months in prison for two counts of drug possession and one count for the syringes. A Hong Kong customs official stated that her conviction, quote, reflects the seriousness of the offense and serves as a clear warning to the general public, quote. Hong Kong's current law states that offenders caught with CBD can receive up to seven years in prison with fines up to um, um, 128000 so it's HK1000000 Hong Kong, and then approximately 128000 U.S. dollars. Those who are caught importing, exporting, or manufacturing CBD will receive harsher punishments. One of the main reasons that authorities say led to the ban was because CBD can potentially be converted to THC. China banned CBD in topical or cosmetic products in 2021, and Hong Kong followed suit earlier this year in February. Quote, starting from February 1st, cannabidiol, a.k.a. CBD, will be regarded as a dangerous drug and will be supervised and managed by the Dangerous Drug Ordinance, quote, a customs intelligence officer stated, quote, as of then, transporting CBD for sale include import and export as well as producing, possessing, and consuming CBD will be illegal. Chan Kai-ho, a division commander with the department's airport command, added in a statement that they plan to do whatever it takes to enforce the law, quote, we will tackle all kinds of dangerous drugs from all angles and all ends, and the intelligence-led enforcement action is our major goal, Chan said. Hmm. Since then, officials have stated that within the first three months of its CBD ban, they had already arrested six people, although up until now, no one has gone to prison for a CBD conviction. Officials also stated that <clears throat> they had seized seized 852 CBD products within that time frame, which were described with, uh, with a value of around $16,600 and were all taken from people entering Hong Kong. Back in September 2020, Hong Kong's first CBD cafe called Found opened and offered a wide variety of CBD-based products such as CBD oil, powders for, to be used in food, uh, butters, pet products, infused beer, and coffee. However, it announced in August 2022 that it would be closing down due to the incoming ban. Sadly, quote, sadly, in spite of the demonstrable, demonstrable positive impact, it has now become apparent that Hong Kong governs, a government intends to adopt new legislation to prohibit the sale and possession of CBD, quote. Found, wrote on its Instagram page, quote, while we do not know exactly when it will take effect, it is expected to happen sometime around the end of 2022 or early 2023. Uh, with this, we have had to make the difficult decision to close the Found Cafe at the end of September. Oof. In May, a large amount of cocaine and cannabis valued at uh, HK $650 million, 83 U.S. million, was seized by Hong Kong police, labeled as the biggest seizure of the year. Quote, the cannabis flower buds seized this time were stored among frozen fish, explained Chief Inspector Charm Yi Huang. Quote, we believe the drug cartel used this method in an attempt to cover up the odor of marijuana with the frozen fish's pungent smell. Quote, according to Hong Kong law, a maximum sentence for drug trafficking to lead, can lead to life in prison. Oh, sorry, Found Cafe. Boy, were you uh, incredibly courageous <laughs> to open anything up in Hong Kong like that. Wow. All right. Um, well, let the government see what's going on. Uh, but, you know, Hong Kong likes their control. So, uh, you know, most people around here just like their money. <laughs> For real, liking by the money. All right. Oh, okay. A Canadian study examines potency and duration of joint instruments. 
interesting. I love these stock photos that they pick. They're always so weird. You got to look at them. <laughs> Researchers at Delic Labs recently published a study analyzing how the size of ground cannabis flower in today's cannabis joints can impact the consumer when smoking. Delic Labs was founded by Dr. Marcus Rogan and Professor Glenn Samus in 2018 as a licensed cannabis and psilocybin research laboratory that, quote, seeks to add fundamental scientific insight to the field of cannabis and mushroom production, quote. The most recent study was entitled, quote, Hot Topics and Hot Boxing, Latest Research on Cannabis Aerosols, quote. Collaborating with the University of British Columbia Loyalist College uh, via Innovations and Burden Science. According to Rogan, the purpose of the study is to better understand the science behind cannabis consumption. Quote, there's a lack of quantitative research on joint smoking. I want to understand what happens during inhalations on the chemistry side, quote, Rogan said in an interview with Scientific American. That would be a, fun, a good read. interesting read. Delic Labs displayed its findings in a PowerPoint presentation that was presented at the Canadian Chemistry Conference and Exhibition in Vancouver, Canada in June. The, pre <laughs> the presentation began at 4.20 p.m. and began with the light-hearted header, quote, let's light one up for science, quote, as an introduction before diving into the subject further. The presentation explained that more than 209 million people consume cannabis globally. Approximately 70% choose joints as their preferred method of consumption. The researchers set out to examine how particle sizes affect the quantity of cannabinoids delivered through smoking. Researchers utilized a coffee grinder oof, to consistently grind cannabis flour into one, three, and five millimeter diameter sizes. The study utilized a combustion smoke cycle simulator device, which recorded the life stage of a joint measured at the beginning, middle, and end. Research concluded that, quote, one millimeter particle size yields more potent puffs than three and five millimeter particle sizes. Quote. However, they also noted that the five millimeter five millimeter particle size led to longer lasting joints regardless of flower use. Well, leading them to believe that quote improving joint architecture would lead to a better consumer experience. Uh, joint architecture. Oh, that is a good one, but they're right. <laughs> they're totally right. Researchers determined that consumption with THC joints ranged between 0 0.09 milligrams to 0.88 milligrams per puff. They noted that one millimeter, one millimeter joints delivered the highest average of THC per puff with about 0.67 milligrams, but the five millimeter joints delivered slightly lower amount with 0.51. But I think, I mean, personally, I think I'd rather have the five millimeter joint so that it could last longer because otherwise you just smoke it quick and it's gone. Hmm. For CBD joints though, researchers found that they delivered a range of 2.3 to 6.1 milligrams per puff, according to Rogan. This study produced very interesting, interesting results, quote, the amount of cannabinoid that gets to your mouth is higher for CBD than THC, said Rogan, quote, I cannot explain it, but I am very intrigued. Scientific American also spoke with Portland State University's Professor Robert uh, Strongen, who was not involved in the Delaware research. According to Strongen, the results of the study could lead to more effective and accurate ways of dosing for medical cannabis patients. Quote, this information would be particularly useful for medical marijuana patients and clinicians for whom dosing control and consistency is a significant issue. It's true. Delic Labs concluded its presentation by diving deeper into their findings and how they might differ from infused joints rolled with keef, ooh, oil, ooh, Keef and oil, Ooh. or terpene poppers. What the heck is a terpene popper? 
as I felt like a jalapeno popper, but a teeny tiny little terpene, woo, as well as cannabis mixed with tobacco, Blech. which would involve uh, Strongin's expertise. Ultimately, Delic Labs calls for further investigation of, quote, side stream aerosol particle size, exhaust temperature particles, quote, and things beyond cannabinoids and terpenes. What the? Not many studies have been conducted quite like Delic Labs, and it's most prompt other In January of 2019, researchers from the Institute of Forensic Medicine at the University of should have just left that going because who knows if this will even just continue going but man rude (laughs) all right um so talking about joints the efficacy of joints all right um not many studies have been conducted quite like delic labs and its most recently recent findings but these results could prompt other researchers to investigate Previously, in January 2019, researchers from the Institute of Forensic Medicine at the University of Bern found that joints waste 100% more THC than DAF. In April 2019, the National Institute on Drug Abuse announced accepting applications for a contractor to roll thousands of joints. That's what missed. All right. Let's roll them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, 300% more. I guess that would include bong hits. Oh, that's bad. That's really bad. All right, folks, I am so sorry that this radio show cuts out probably every show we do. Um, Not good. Definitely not good. All right, let's see. Well, it is just about that time to play our favorite song, although I did bust you out on on this one. So why don't we just uh, start it over and and we'll play this one for some peace.
All right. Welcome back to Wednesday, Wednesday, folks. I hope you can still hear me. Silver sister, are you even out there today? Hey, it's radio show. Let's tell her. Hey, radio show time. <laughs> All right. Well, good morning, Grand Island. We are back. We are live. You can call in if you want. 646-915-8421. Um, and you can call, comment, question, anything you like. Um, just come on air with us. It's super fun. Uh, Canada's Kid will be here at some point. <laughs> I can't use, use my laughing thing, so that's just kind of a hoo-hoo. That's kind of a goofy. Was that goofy more or hoo-hoo? Yeah, goofy, not too much bigger. Oh, bigger didn't say anything, did he? <laughs> oh, I love Disney. I wanted to go to Disneyland. I want to go to Disney World. I love all the Disney's. Disney, Disney, Disney. It's just fun. Okay. All right. Let's get back to news, cannabis news from around the world. All right. So if you do call in, 646-915-8421. Push um, pound one. Hashtag one. And then they'll... They'll throw you, uh, they'll put a little hand up, and then I can see that it's somebody is waiting to come on air. All right. Ooh, here's a good one. How to design an efficient greenhouse. Q&A with Dr. Uh, Nadia Save, the founder and president of Dr. Greenhouse, provides key insight into greenhouse facility design from selecting a geographical location to optimizing environmental controls, and workflow. Good morning, Grand Island. Grand Island, we are um, having a Q&A for building the optimal... Um, <laughs> Hi, dryer guy. Um, we're designing the optimal greenhouse for growing cannabis. Because <laughs> we know how you love greenhouses. Um, okay. Building or retrofitting a greenhouse for cannabis cultivation offers several benefits, such as tighter environmental control than an outdoor operation, but it also allows growers to take advantage of natural resources like sunlight. Designing a greenhouse can be an intricate process, but a proper design can improve efficiency and keep production costs low. Here, ahead of her session of Cannabis Conference 2023, um, Dr. Nadia Sabe, the founder and president of Dr. Greenhouse, Inc., which um, we will uh, actually um, copy and paste into our, nope, nope, not yet, um, into our um, blog so you can see what that's all about. Um, okay, here we go. This provides key insight into greenhouse facility design from selecting a geographical location to optimizing environmental controls and workflow. Um, Let's see. And here is the (coughs) Q&A. Melissa Schiller. How does the geographical location of the greenhouse impact facility design? Uh, Nadia. First off, the geographical location impacts the majority of the greenhouse design, everything from what cover you're going to use, to the orientation of the greenhouse, whether or not you want to use natural ventilation and be able to open up vents or whether you're going to close it up and use mechanical ventilation or even air conditioning because the climate outside is so hot and dry or so hot and humid. In a hot and dry uh, location, you might be able to use evaporative cooling and ventilation to manage your greenhouse temperature, but if you're in a hot and humid location, evaporative cooling isn't going to work so well. Then you have to rethink, how do I want to manage the inside of my greenhouse? Do I need dehumidification? Do I need more airflow? I also think the orientation of the greenhouse relative to the sun and relative to the predominant wind directions is affected by your geographical location. The closer you are to the equator, maybe the less impact orientation has on how the sun moves across your greenhouse but if you're in a really northern latitude or even a really southern latitude, if you're in South America, for example, 
and that sun angle is really low a lot of the year, and trying to find ways to maximize that light transmission into the greenhouse becomes more and more important, especially in the winter months, when it's also capturing as many sun rays as you can possibly can becomes a really critical design factor. Now, you might want to orient the greenhouse so it goes with the sunlight so that it's parallel to the movement of the sun so it captures as much sunlight coming in as possible. Um, and uh, Melissa, what factors should growers consider when selecting materials for the greenhouse covers, whether that's glass, polycarbonate, aluminum, etc.? Um, NS. Unfortunately, I see a lot of the same materials being used regardless of geographical location, but that's not always the best decision. Take, for instance, glass. It is the best at what we call the greenhouse effect, quote, of capturing heat that comes in through the sun's uh, rays. Sunlight comes into the greenhouse, and before it leaves, as it is trying to escape the greenhouse glass, glass actually traps it. That is a strategy if you're in a cold, uh, sunny climate like Michigan or Canada. Having a glass house is awesome because that's what's going to keep you warmer in the winter. If you're in the south, in the sun belt of the U.S., you might not want to trap so much heat. We're not as interested in winter heating as we are in summer cooling. So picking materials like plastic, polyethylene, polycarbonate, etc., can actually help dissipate some of that heat that comes in during those really hot, sunny days. So thinking about the cover also has a geographical connotation. In California, we now have energy code that has added some new regulations around greenhouses and indoor farms, what they're calling, quote, <clears throat> controlled environment horticulture, quote. One of the mandatory measures of the uh, for greenhouses is that you have to have at least a two-layer glazing system, so no more single-pane glass and no more corrugated polycarbonate. Now you have to have double-pane glass, twin-walled polycarbonate, double-layer polyethylene, or twin-walled acrylic. They're now mandating that we have two layers to increase the insulated value. Wow, that just took the whole greenhouse effect away because that's basically a house, not even a greenhouse. Cool. Had a lot of conversation with the National Greenhouse Manufacturing. Going to have a really big impact on the cost of building this greenhouse. With that said, it is mandatory now in California, and we know as California goes a lot of times, so goes the nation, so just be aware. Even if you aren't operating in greenhouses, California, just be aware that a measure like that might travel to other states where you are located. All right, Melissa. How can growers design their facilities for optimal environment or environmental controls in the greenhouse? Nadia, this is a subject that's near and dear to my heart as an HVAC engineer and designer. Cannabis growers want to capture as much sunlight as possible. That's why we're in greenhouses in the first place to manage the environment that's around us and give a better climate to greenhouse, but also to capture that free light energy that we can take advantage of. There's a lot of research that's showing that cannabis is very light hungry, and so the more the better. That tends to be the philosophy, but that sunlight comes with a lot of energy a lot of solar heat paint. If all we're trying to do is maximize the amount of sunlight that comes into the greenhouse, that means that we also have to cool the greenhouse more to manage the air temperature and the leaf temperature. It also means that your plants might receive more light energy than they can use if you're not also optimizing the environment for carbon dioxide and temperature and vapor pressure deficit. Even if you're getting... Um, 60 or 80 moles per day, uh, if your temperature is 90 degrees or your CO2 is 400 parts per million, you're only hitting the gas pedal on one of those factors that really influence the growth of the plant. You might end up stressing your plants more than if you just 
lower your sunlight level. The best way to lower that sunlight level is using shade. We have a lot of conversions. Uh, oh, we have a lot of those too. A lot of conversations with cannabis growers saying, look, if you just added a 20, 30, 40% shade system and just use it during those peak sunlight hours of the day, you can save your cooling bill by 20% every year or during those really hot summer months. It's not even just sunlight and shade, but also how are you acclimating those other environmental control factors, including carbon dioxide and temperature and vapor pressure deficit. Newer vapor pressure deficit. We're going to have to look it up. How are you achieving those goals and really optimizing those parameters together? Um, <clears throat> Melissa, how can growers maximize workflow efficiency with greenhouse design? Nadia, you can increase your profitability and increase your return on investment through some operating strategies, including not doing the same thing in the winter that you would do in the summer. We can flatten the production rate rather than have a lot of production in the summer when we have a lot of sunlight and then less product in the winter when we have less sunlight. What if we mediated or mitigated the extremes of the summer and winter seasons in the greenhouse? In the summer, uh, <clears throat> use shade and hit the brakes a little bit and get a really consistent yield and quality. But then in the winter when the sunlight levels are low, use supplemental lighting. That's a good time to use um, supplemental carbon dioxide enrichment because a lot of times the greenhouse is closed. We're not turning on our fans or, and our vents. We have it sealed up, and now the carbon dioxide that we feed our plants can go to the plants and increase their growth. Now, all of a sudden, <clears throat> we flatten the curve between summer and winter. In the summer, I know no one wants to hear this, but we're producing a little less than we could. And in the winter, we're producing more than we could. And now we're flat in production all year round. That is the consistency that a lot of retailers and consumers are looking for when picking a brand, picking a product, or picking who they're going to go uh, to for their sales channels. I've seen some creative layouts for greenhouses that I really gravitate towards because they're really thinking about moving the product to the people as opposed to moving people to the product. In lettuce production, there's a common cropping strategy, especially, especially if you're using deep water culture and you're growing lettuce plants on rafts. So cool. You transplant the seedlings on those rafts at one end of the pond, and then over the next 30 days, every week, the raft moves down a position until it's at the other end of the pond 30 days later. And then you harvest that raft from the pond. You're really moving plants from one end to the other end, and the people are only working at those two end, uh, ends, opposing to trying to harvest intermittently in a checkerboard pattern. It improves labor efficiency. What I'm starting to see in some cases with cannabis is kind of a similar strategy where they're moving plants from, say, the bedroom into early flower stage, and then a middle flower stage, and then a late flower stage. People who are working on those plants are only harvesting on one end of the greenhouse. We don't need to harvest and access those plants at the same intensity in every greenhouse bay. We're only transplanting them at one end and doing the hard labor of harvesting at the other end. And that's honestly not only good for workflow efficiency, but that's also good for the bottom line in terms of first cost and operating cost. Every cannabis grower knows that when you want to give the plant in weeks, one and two of flour is very different um, than what you give them in week four and five and different from what you give them in the finishing stages, week seven, eight, and nine, uh, especially if you're growing autos. That's even quicker. Uh, if we can actually design the greenhouse for early stage, mid-stage, and late stage, then we don't have to give the greenhouse all the same light or all the same conditioning or all the same irrigation needs. We can specify. Uh, Specifically, <clears throat> decide in the early stage of flower, we don't need a lot of light. We need maybe 30 moles. We may only need a DLI of 30. But in the middle stage, when we're really trying to pump up these plants, maybe that's when we hit them with the DLI of 60. Now we can design the greenhouse not with all of the same light in the greenhouse space. You just saved 
on first costs and operating costs because you don't need the same electricity for all the different conditions. And the plants are getting exactly what they need, so we're not over-designing the greenhouse for any specific stage. And we're not as concerned about under-designing the greenhouse bay for any specific stage. Workflow, efficiency, and operating efficiency a lot of the time go hand in hand, and rarely are they in conflict with each other. You're listening to Wednesday, Wednesday, folks. Uh, Melissa, what is the one thing you'd like attending, attendees to take back to their business after attending your session this year? Nadia, one of the things that I hope attendees will take away from the conference is efficiency and how growers can improve their unit economics by implementing energy efficiency and water efficiency measures. Sometimes we're more concerned about producing more uh, to recover loss of profit due to low sales prices. But the, uh, the other side of that, whoa, ghosty out there. The other side of that equation is reducing the inputs that we use to produce the crop. If we can reduce those inputs, we produce the operating, we reduce the operating costs, and then our profits also increase even for the same amount of product that we're growing. Woohoo! All right. Uh, editor's note, the interview has been edited for style, length, and Clarity. There you go. That is from this uh, cannabis business time. Are we still there? Can you hear me now, Silver Sister? Are we still there? Now I want to build a greenhouse, but not anything crazy. <laughs> I've got a little greenhouse, and it's literally green. And I just have to um, pop it up. It's like a little tent. i got to put it together. But right now, with, I mean, it's 80 degrees at night. Um I don't know what the monsoons are going to bring, but uh, it's, uh, still here. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, what kind of greenhouse are you going to build? How big is it going to be? Because now I'm like, ooh, I can build a greenhouse right off the garage. Um, yeah, that would be fun. Then I could um, – I, I like my auto flowers. Um, they're done from seed in 60 to 90 days. Uh, some of the 60, 60, uh, 60 day seeds are they're they're amazing. They're, they're like uh, three inches tall and they're starting to bud. It's really really cute. So get your greenhouse on. Silver Sister can absolutely give you tips on that one. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> greenhouse growing. Woo-hoo. All right, let's see what else is going on. Um, High Times Magazine. What else we got going on in the here. What else has happened? It's always something about mushrooms. Um, Maryland's first week of adult use cannabis sales top $20 million. Oh. That's crazy. Folks, give me one moment to take a sip of this because my um, throat's dry. Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your healthy lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. All right. <clears throat> Give us a call, 520-838-4430. Come on down. Get on down to the Good Leaf at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Uh, all your hemp and CBD needs. We've got um, hemp and CBD uh, sodas, and look, those are a huge hit, so those check them out. Um, and all sorts of products. I haven't tried the new ones yet. <clears throat> Silver Sister, did you try the new ones? Staff actually likes the feeling of it. I haven't really, um, haven't really given that one a go. Um, but yeah, get on down there and uh, or come and come and get certified at Tumbleweed Test Center. And uh, if you want to know what conditions qualify you, that would be PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, which covers everything from uh, migraines, uh, back pain, knee pain, anything over 60 days. Um, IBS, fibromyalgia, arthritis, covers all the arthritis, severe nausea, seizures, <clears throat> including epilepsy, HIV, hep C, ALS, 
Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, dementia, vahexia, or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And you're also eligible uh, for a card. You didn't hear your ailment on there, but you're being treated for something, and the treatment's causing something like nausea or pain or wasting syndrome. You can get your card for that. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. All right. Let's see what else is going on. Uh, uh, where is, there it is. azmarijuana.com. Let's see what's going on. Um, did anybody do anything for 710? Oh, boy. Huh? Ben Cohen, co-founder of Ben & Jerry's, has gone from ice cream pints to pot. With his new line of cannabis. Well, we knew that was coming. Hello. Ben Cohen, co-founder of Ben & Jerry, has gone from ice cream pints to pot with his new line of cannabis products, which have officially launched. Cohen's new venture is to Ben's Best Blunt, B-L-N-Z, or, quote, B3, is a nonprofit marijuana line with the mission of helping to right the wrongs of the war on drugs. The company's profits will go um, it will go equality initiatives and last pioneer project, which works to free people incarcerated for cannabis offenses. Quote, I'm an entrepreneur and saw an opportunity for a business to fill that void in the market, but I'm lucky enough not to need more money. So I decided to incorporate as a nonprofit organization whose purpose is to help right the wrongs of the war on drugs, Cohen told Times. B3 offers products with lower levels of THC, but also has some with higher THC, such as their high test buds and vapes, which are in the 60 to 70% THC range. Whoa. Currently, B3 is only available in Cohen's home state of Vermont, where they launch Ben & Jerry. Ooh. I wonder if they're going to have um, Ben & Jerry flavored. <laughs> Cannabis vapes. Oh, that would be good. Wow. Right on, right on, right on. I think there's any, like, news about, we just had, you know, we're going into monsoons. We, we just had 4th of July, not, you know, a week ago. And um, I always want to know about cannabis and pets because they really need it. Marijuana for pets. Ooh, that was so long ago. Wow. Cannabis and pets. And people ask, um, is it okay? Should I do it? Well, we've got some really great chews. They're called Calming Chews. Um, and you should come down <clears throat> and get some for your animals because it doesn't, it's not only the hemp, but it's got some valerian, some passion flowers, some chamomile. So it's very relaxing. Um, and we have a lot of pets in our neighborhood, in the Hoffman Park neighborhood here, that um, come and get these calming chews uh, for their animals. I think we might even be running low on the little bags because I always want to try it. And it's a great size. It's 20 bucks, and it's a great little sample size. You get quite a few in there, actually. But usually one does the trick. They're pretty pretty potent for the pups, (laughs) for the pooches. So definitely monsters are coming. And um, and then the fireworks with all the guns and the fireworks and all that stuff happens. Um, it's super helpful. So come on down. 4826 East Broadway Boulevard, Tumbleweed Health Center, or the Good Leaf has them as well at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard, <clears throat> right next to Booklet. So check it out. All right. One more quick article, and then we say, I all right, let's see. What what else is going on in the world? Uh, Arizona. Oh, this is going back to June. We want to find some. We want to find some newer news. <laughs> All 
All right. Let's see. Newer news. What's going on? Scotland's government calls for drug decriminalization. Uh, Germany releases draft bill for cannabis legalization. Woohoo! Uh, announcing the winners of the High Times Cannabis Cup, Michigan. People's Choice Edition 2023. Let's just, let's just read a little bit about Michigan. Probably won't get through the whole thing. But um, let's just read about some of these winners and what kind of strains it. Medical edible. All right. First place, cream edible. Dark chocolate covered sea salt caramel. Ooh. Oh, those look good. Oh, my God. Those look really good. That makes me want to go get one. Second place was covert cup, peanut butter cup. Ooh. See, now it's making me hungry. <laughs> this is in Michigan, folks. Third place. True North Collective, Sweet Summer Peach THC Gummies. Mm. Now, uh, Sweet Summer Peach sounds good, but they lost me with all the sugar on top. Can't do it. Medical Concentrate, first place, Element Times Kai Cannabis, Black Cherry Punch, Live Rosin. Woo! That's a 71.8% THC. Wow. It's got CBD and CBG and 6.17% terpene. Uh, level, it's an indica, and it's a half a gram of live rosin. See, I I want to know more about the terpene levels. Are they, you know, are they adding them? Anyway, second place was Motor City Melt, um, Minty's Rosin, live hash rosin. Drippy. Third place, Petro, ice cream cake live rosin. Ooh. All right. Uh, medical infused Pre-rolls, those look fun. Uh, Holy cannolis was first place. Jealousy times garlic cookies with you pre-rolls. I don't know. Packaging is nice, but uh, I don't know about the garlic. Um, let's see. Second place was Element Pro, uh, Element and Pro Grow, Sturb Cream Pie, Live Rosin Joint. Ooh, yeah, yum. And third place was Ghostbuster. Ha <laughs> ha. Crypto Bites Mini Infused. Pre-roll pack from Ghostbusters Farms. Wow, folks, I can't even believe it. It went that fast. Thank you for tuning in to Weekday Wednesday. We learned lots. Get out there. Get your greenhouse growing, man. Greenhouse on. Take you to Arizona, AZ Marijuana, High Times, Cannabis Business Times. Um, yeah, Dr. Greenhouse. I'm going to check that out. Listen to the doctors and podcasts. All right. I'm going to give a listen. Well, that's a greenhouse for standing in like a 40,000 square foot greenhouse. No. Um, we'll, we'll do a small <laughs> All right. Remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. And there are only 166 days until Christmas. That's for you, Betsy, and Gamer Sisters at Ready. Get your socks and game All right. Have a great day, y'all. Happy weekday, Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in and for putting up with the show. It was pretty. We love you guys. We'll smoke the ball. Have some fun. And we'll see you next week. Happy weekday, Wednesday. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.